I'm your host, Marie Lynn Dramay. In this episode, our guest is Dr. Deborah Waddell, the president of the consulting firm Restec Consulting and an adjunct associate professor at the School of Medicine at George Washington University. She discusses the topic of digital human resources, what it means, and how it can help HR professionals and organizations. Welcome, Dr. Waddell. Thank you for inviting me, Dr. Jermaine. This is a privilege. Deborah, what do we mean by the term digital HR? Yes, that term has become popular now, but in the publishing of my book in 2018, it was rarely used. And the way that I look at it is um, a systems view of HR where technology assists HR professionals and leaders with the functions of talent management, knowledge management, and learning management. As per the visual that you can see on page 15 of my text. And I think I'm the first person to look at digital HR that way from a systems perspective. One additional piece also appears on um, page 19 of my text where I introduce the fact that digital HR is not just handling the functions of HR using technology, but also embracing what some people have called disruptive technologies to help us in the performance of HR functions. Those disruptive technologies include cloud computing, social media, big data and analytics, mobile technologies and the internet of things, all of which have become commonplace in the workplace, but HR took a long time to embrace them. And from a practical viewpoint, I know this is much more than you were asking, but I think it's important. Digital HR uh, was challenged during the pandemic. You know, the functions of HR being handled virtually was severely challenged during the pandemic. And frankly, organizations that had not adopted digital HR, many of them struggled might mightily. Some of them went under. Um, because they were not prepared to handle virtually the functions of HR. So that's how I define digital HR. What do you mean by it was challenged during the pandemic? Yes, I think that we were forced to shut down and go virtual for many businesses uh, where face-to-face -face was no longer possible due to statewide shutdowns. And so within a time period of 24 hours, many organizations had to shift from their tasks being handled face-to-face, paper-based, or by a variety of systems that they couldn't access remotely. They were forced to suddenly move to remote, which was enabled by cloud computing. If they hadn't adopted cloud computing, my goodness, they were left without access and um, to many of their functions. Uh, we saw that most clearly in education uh, where in the state of Virginia, there was no plan ever to go virtual with education. And immediately they had to move their schooling to online using lear a learning management system that was 
grossly underutilized prior to that time. And um, there was no strategy for rolling out classes, at least in my county, uh, to all of the students who were then online. So I mean, those are challenges. They were severe. And that's what I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. If anything, it strengthened the, the pandemic, strengthened digital HR in many ways. In your book, uh, thank you for pointing that out because very few people see that, and I, I thank you for pointing that out. Is that it made it forced us to pivot and adopt new approaches and use technology innovatively. And honestly, I'm really proud of what HR has done. It's it's quite impressive. Indeed. So in your book, you use some real case studies. Can you pick one and explain how going digital may have been a breakthrough for the organization in that case study? Yes, uh, it's hard to pick one actually, because I just love these case studies and I have become enamored with the organizations due to the fact that in my opinion, it takes courage to make these kinds of innovations that I've captured in the case studies in the book. That being said, one that I find particularly captivating is the Fortis Healthcare case study uh, in India. And they shifted their sales training to completely online mobile offerings so that their salespeople who were traveling all over India were able to access their certification training on their mobile devices, not just logging into a PC, but on a mobile device at a site, maybe when they're waiting for a client, et cetera. And so they moved all of their training modules online as well as their assessments, all totally available through mobile devices. And uh, it was a innovation that saved Fortis Healthcare a lot of money and resulted in the ability to also capture data that they further analyzed for management decision-making on a dashboard that was available to management. I've captured that on page 97. You can see what they were looking at, what they were measuring. So they used a variety of technologies uh, to, to present training in a a more useful fashion for their salespeople. I love that case study. Thanks for sharing uh, that specific case study with us. Now, one of the chapters in your book focuses on performance evaluations of employees. How is technology changing the way we evaluate employees? I would not give uh, technology that level of power. I think that HR is changing in the way it does performance evaluations and technology is not driving that, but is enabling it. Uh, I capture that in the book on pages 177 and 178 in the case study, which I can tell you verbally is about General Electric. Um, they used to use a rank and yank approach to um, performance evaluation where they ranked their people and yanked the ones at the bottom of, this, of the performance uh, scale. And uh, it was brutal. 
and HR has changed in its performance approach such that now we're embracing much more of a uh, continuous performance evaluation. And you'll note that in that case study, I don't mention the technology that's used because the technologies are changing so quickly. So I will say one name of an organization that's using this continuous approach, more of a coaching and feedback approach to performance review rather than the 360 review or the annual review. And that is Degreed um, coming out with an article on their product that is enables continuous performance review and feedback rather than the annual review. So I would say technology is quickly changing in the field of HR and um, we need to use it to support the, the leading edge approach that best practices present. So a lot of HR professionals are interested in get into, getting into digital HR or having some of their functions um, done using digital HR. What advice would you give them uh, for, you know, give to any HR professional who's willing to go digital, uh, but don't know where to start? Okay, so first I would say read my book. <laughs> And the approach in the book is strategic thinking, really. I think um, apart from the technologies themselves, I would say that grooming this ability to think strategically is of great importance. So my book approaches HR technologies or digital HR from the perspective of how do we strategically incorporate technologies to support our functions in HR. So second, second I would say, encourage um, people to be constantly reading again, to see what's being done at the strategic level in HR and how technology is being used, leveraged to support strategic HR. And then third, I would, and this sounds odd, but and I've done this all my life, I would make friends with people in the IT department in your organization and build those relationships because that's how you will understand how what they need to know in order to support HR properly. So what I see, Dr. Jermaine, happening frequently is that decisions are being made outside of the the HR department, if you will, by other people for HR. And that's why I say we need to be thinking strategically, working with IT, but telling IT what to do and how do we know what IT should be doing by staying current in your reading and, um, and, uh, and thought life. And uh, is going digital costly for organizations? I mean, I, I'm thinking here of nonprofit organizations that often don't have an extensive uh, budget, for instance. Yeah, again, I think your questions are really on point because that is a deterrent for many organizations. 
not only nonprofits, but smaller organizations. So one solution I think to make it cost effective is to use open source products. I'll give you an example. When I taught at Rutgers University um, using my previous book, I, um, they had used a learning management system, which is open source called Sakai. There's another one called Moodle. It's very often used. Uh, you probably are aware of it in Europe and um, other parts of the globe, not so much in the US. But the Sakai learning management system was a great alternative to something much more expensive like Blackboard or Docebo or some other cornerstone on demand or some other sophisticated learning management system. You can use these open source systems. I just, the, the caution would be to, again, include your IT department in the setup of how you will use it and how to protect yourself because um, open source can be hacked more easily. And, uh, but I think that it offers, open source does offer terrific alternatives to the more costly um, products that are on the market. That makes sense. Now, can you think of a drawback uh, in using technology to perform HR tasks? Yes, I've been reading a lot about this. And again, I encourage others to do the same because as we come back from the pandemic, I wanna be sensitive and we wanna be sensitive to people. There's, we really need to have the human touch and there's a lot of um, issues out there, emotional issues, et cetera, and coming back to the workplace. So the, the human touch is important right now. I think it is. I also read that Gen Z prefers one-to-one -one personal attention if you're going to talk demographics. And uh, so I don't think I'd like to list the tasks that should be done face-to-face -face or in person. I think HR professionals, this is our strong suit and we know when we need to be face-to-face, -face, the conversations that need to be face-to-face, -face, the tasks that need to be face-to-face -face or um, in person. Uh, However, that being said, I think we need to prepare ourselves for the fact that the future is giving employees more control over every aspect of their personal information and how they learn and how they access their benefits, et cetera. And that is enabled through technology. So I think there will be a lot less face-to-face -face required. We're now accustomed to totally virtual. I think we have good sense and we're um, wise about this when face-to-face -face is needed. And I defer that to um, the HR professionals in your, in your courses. I will give you an example, um, if you'll bear with me for a moment, uh, tell you a story about face-to-face -face versus online. When I was doing my doctoral dissertation, my proposal was to take a leadership development process and problem solving process called action learning and put it on online for the first time in 60 years. It has been around as a proven methodology for 60 years, but always conducted face-to-face. -face. And one of my committee members told me that it was a face-to-face -face process and should never be put online. Actually, 
he was later removed from my committee. But in any case, my argument was that by putting it online, it extended the process to those who could not afford face-to-face -face implementation with a coach. And further, the online version highlighted a different aspect of the process. So it had its advantages to the online. And I think that's what we need to look at is, when do the advantages of the online function um, surpass the face-to-face? -face? In the end, I was able to put that process online and copyrighted it and trademarked it. It's action learning, action e-learning is what it's called. And I have used it in all of my courses for the last 15 years as an online leadership development methodology. Thank you for that specific piece. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, and again, thank you, Deborah, for, for sharing your insights about digital human resources and how it's changing the way HR professionals perform some of their tasks. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. <laughs>